Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today we are continuing our 52-year journey through film. And as always for this project, I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And for the first time on our 52-year journey through film, we are joined by Aurora Carter. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? It's good to be back, you know. Oh, it is it is so good to have you. You know, been been a little bit since we had you on the podcast, and this might be a little confusing for listeners. They'll be like, Oh, I don't know, you guys might be doing shit, but you know, to us, the last thing we recorded was uh, uh in December about a month ago. But uh this isn't coming out till June. So everyone's like What was the last thing we recorded? Was it Spider Man? Was it? No, we did a mutants monthly after that. We did the ranking. That's right. That's right. The Fox yeah. ranking. But uh and as soon as we get some more some more shit straightened out, we'll figure out what our next project is. And uh, assuming that's ongoing, uh, so go ahead and check that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, today we're covering a movie from 1993, as we have every Friday of this year, uh, one year after the next. We started at the beginning with 1970, and every Friday since, a movie from the year after, all the way through the 70s, all the way through the 80s. And here we are in the 90s. We're here. We're discussing 1993's Jurassic Park. This is a fun one. Uh, another another absolute classic. Fun fact, you know, I'm going to lay the groundwork for the people. Released on June 10th, 1993. So tomorrow will be the... Uh, or released on June 11th, 1993. So tomorrow will be the 29th anniversary of Jurassic Park, mm. which is really cool. Uh, written that. by Michael Crichton and David Kep, uh, Directed by Steven Spielberg. Just another banger for spielberg well a different kind of spielberg banger though in my opinion um it's not not like a terminator or uh well that's james cameron or sorry um jaws and yes it's not like i don't know this is uh i'll talk about it later i guess well this seems like like, um steven steven spielberg right did he yes, also yes, do another is. dinosaur film, The Land Before Time? Also, isn't that? His? Oh, maybe I think that might be his as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's so great um, that we're like talking about this when, you know, like Jurassic World Dominion is out, and that's that that is the end of Jurassic, like all of Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's the, the whole end. thing. The whole that's thing. The end. Yeah, right. Go- ongoing right now. It'll be fun to watch the whole Jurassic Park franchise following this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh. Now, yeah, you know, on on this 52-year journey through film, we've had a couple Spielberg entries. We've had Jaws, and we've had uh, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was and, just uh, getting my directors mixed up then. This yeah, you were getting James. Yeah, this clears it up completely. No, yeah, this is in line with the movies he makes. Oh, yes. This is 100%. Uh, a Sp- this is Spielbergian out the ass. Uh, mm. Like, uh, 
you know, you get the whole, and I, I pointed to this when we talked Raiders, you get the whole first hour of like setup and like explaining mm. to you what's happening, how everything's going to go. And then one event happens and it's all fucking gas from there and you're never stopping. Um, that's when the chase happens. That's when you find, uh, that's when you find the arc. That's when, uh, that's when the dinos get out. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, and, uh, I think Steven Spielberg has just an, an impeccable way of pacing his films and this just keeps in line perfectly with the way he's with the way he's gone in the past what i will say is that although this is definitely not a first watch um a lot of these other movies have been first watches but this is a i've seen this many many times but i guess i've never like truly paid attention to the movie before um like i always have you know i know the big events i know the dinos i know you know, all the chase scenes, all those, like those are imprinted, obviously, but like yeah, the, the like story, you know, that's there, the whole like, and chaos theory and all these like cool little things. If you just like pay attention to the movie, like, uh, I don't that's know, it was, it was interesting. Like, this is the first time that I really like thought about like everything that was being said, knowing what was coming, you know, mm. and like, I was like, man, hmm, critically this- viewing a film because, you know, there is there is the difference between just watching for enjoyment and watching mm. and thinking about it actively and, uh. This movie is just, it's fucking seamless. I think the performances are astounding. Uh, we got Laura Dern, who uh, is just an mm. absolute queen. I love Laura Dern. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you know her as uh, Admiral Haldo in The Last Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, Jeff Goldblum, fucking legend, as Dr. Malcolm. Personally, my favorite character in, in the you movie. Know. Thank you for making like the math guy, not just an absolute nerd. You know, he's he got math with a little bit of game, but he's still, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, this is a, a this shit. is a sexy like, ass nerd, bro. They, like, they made him like a piece of shit, though. He's like, yeah, hey, I'm always looking for my next ex, uh, miss. Yeah, uh, that scene of him just all. land on like the table. I was just like, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. They always had Awoke him laying in, in yeah, like, a young age. Of course, his shirt was ripped open, you know, because because he got attacked, but it was ripped open perfectly where it yeah. just showed him. Oh yeah, just like, a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. person, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, and frankly, perfect in this role. Like uh, the uh, the part where he he yells at the he yells at the guy at the table and he's like, now you're selling it. You're selling it. And he, he hits the, uh, he hits the table a couple times. It's like mm-hmm. the, the classic Jeff Goldblum delivery, but like, he's getting angry and you're like, ah, this couldn't be, this couldn't be better right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie's just, it's just stacked front to back. And frankly, I got the, I got the score going on right now because mm. it's hard to get better than John Williams scores hey, of, uh, of I movies. Was, and I was going to ask, you think, like, because what is John, has John Williams ever been on something that isn't good? Has he never, like, has he ever made a movie soundtrack that, like, isn't it? You know? Like, they There's, must I, know. As long as John Williams is creating the soundtrack for your movie, it at least has some credibility or at least had one good aspect about it because he didn't miss. Uh, that's that's a promise. Uh, yeah. And he, he certainly didn't miss here. What like Man, what are like the, the like the top four composers was James Horner, James Newton Howard, Hans Zimmer, and John Williams? Are those like the uh, top? Yeah. Those are top of the game. Hans Zimmer and John Williams are always in that yeah. conversation for sure. And uh, John Williams, we do our decade awards, seventies, eighties, and we'll eventually get to, get to one from the nineties. But he won in 
he won soundtrack of the of the decade for Star Wars in the seventies <laughs> awards and soundtrack of the decade in the eighties for Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. and yeah, so John Williams just kind of never misses. He loves his uh, horns. He loves his horns. Mm. He loves his horns, and mm-hmm. and you know, much much respect. John Williams and Steven Spielberg collabing on three movies in three different decades across our list here: seventy five with Jaws, eighty one with Raiders, and ninety ninety two here with Jurassic Park, or ninety three with Jurassic Park. Mm. Um, like that's just. That's just excellence. That's a legacy, you know, like decades spanning and they're still going. They're still making bangers. That's crazy. <laughs> it is fun. Damn it. I thought uh, I thought for a second that Interstellar soundtrack was was uh, John Williams as well. But it's that was Hans, Hans, Zimmer, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, man. Yeah. They are some. OK. Yeah, there's some. Those two. They never miss. But uh, they don't. John, they do not. Yeah. Um, Did he also do? Yeah, and this? it's funny. They always kind of go well with their with their movie maker. Like Hans Zimmer goes with Christopher Nolan. Like mm. uh, like Steven Spielberg goes with John Williams, or George Lucas goes with John Williams, or any filmmaker goes with John Williams. Um, but beyond just Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, I know that because uh, the, they are the best parts of the movie for me, far and away. Uh, Grant's character straight up like the the development he sees over the course Mm. of the film is really heartwarming and it's not something that's ever stuck out to me particularly when watching this film as a youngin like it's just kind of like I'm not here for the emotional resonance so much as I am here for big scary monster I'm I'm scared let me let me run uh that's kind of a that's kind of the attitude I've previously had towards this movie but in in recent watches in recent years you know Whenever they're up in that, uh, up in the tree and the brachiosauruses are up, up there with them and Grant's trying to call them towards them and they like fall, they had fallen asleep there and woke up next to each other. And it was like, man, he's really, he's really getting a warm heart for these kids, (laughs) you know? And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a lot easier to feel that way when you don't have to take care of them at the end of the day. Um, you know, I just got, I just got to get you out of this situation. We're going to be cool after that. Uh, go your way. I'll go mine. But, uh, (laughs) fair. I guess never thought about it that way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, I mean, that dude, he started out by saying that kids smell, you know, that they're, they're noisy, they're messy, you know. And then at the end of it, you know, he sees his bird. He's hugging the two kids. They're flying mm. off back home. It's like, ah. like Yeah, you know, it's heart, it's heartwarming as hell. And, mm. you know, frankly, this is a, the note we end this on is like the exact same note we end Jaws on. Uh, where like we've we've made it out. Here's us panning out. We're crossing the sea. That's it. Uh, mm. uh, like just we ended up making it, and I, I appreciate that sentiment from these movies. Uh, and I mean even even Raiders to an extent. You know, Indy and uh, Marion Ravenwood mm. are the only ones who survived the arc there at the end. So like it's like no matter what you're making it out if you're a Spielberg protagonist. Um, mm. <laughs> And it's going to be heartwarming. And frankly, you know, like I was thinking of it as I was watching this and, you know, I, I've never like truly picked out like a favorite director or anything based on the movies they have. And I, like, I fall back on George Lucas a lot because I fuck with George Lucas and Star Wars, but um, like Francis Ford Coppola for the Godfather movies and stuff. But damn, man, I think it's gotta be Steven Spielberg. Like He's as far hidden. as Jaws, Raiders and jurassic park goes those three alone you're winning and like i and he's got so much more in the bag it's crazy 
Yeah, looking at his like uh his movies is just insane. Like there's a lot that just won't be on this list because we just have so many like more movies, but like the it's crazy how many like if you go to his IMDb, movies. yeah. If you go to his IMDb, his top four known for, we didn't cover three of them. <laughs> like Jaws and Jaws and Jurassic Park aren't breaking that top four there. Like that's crazy. He's also got Schindler's List, E.T., Saving Private Ryan. Damn. Just just directed West Side Story and Man, you know uh Ready Player One. Hammond, the uh the doctor, you know, the guy who's mm-hmm. the the white beard, white hair dude. Reminded yeah. me a lot of uh, Ford from Westworld. Like, uh, well, very similar idea, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Both both Westworld and Jurassic Park, written by Michael Crichton. Uh, mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we would have a, a an aligning figure here. Uh, interesting enough, though, because you know they they went a little bit more sinister in the in the route of Ford uh, mm-hmm. than they did with the with the route of Hammond here, and obviously, you know. Jeff Goldblum states the like defining problem with uh, this whole project, where it's like you were so convinced with whether or not you could, you didn't, you didn't ask yourself if you should, and uh, that's that's like the problem at the heart of Hammond's character. It's like he's just he's just like we can. How can we stand in the light of discovery and not act? Like that's that's an interesting attitude, and it's certainly one that I can admire. But like you know, you got to have some logic when it comes to this sort of thing, and you know, at the end, whenever. Uh, Grant jumps in the car and is like, I've chosen not to endorse your park. And he goes, me too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. At least he's seen by the end here that this is something that can't happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was in that control room. He was like, people are dying. Turn it off. You know, because like, even, you know, like it was hesitant for a little bit. Like, because he, like, everyone in that control room, like they didn't like see what was happening. You know, they weren't yeah. there. So like, they're not like fully in it, but like you, it really takes like, Someone literally screaming like, dude, there are people dying in the park right now. There have been many deaths, human lives lost, (laughs) lost, dead. Let's go. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's get this going. Let's go ahead Uh, and get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. How about a, uh, how about another appearance from, uh, our boy Samuel L. Jackson mm, prior to his like true rise to fame? Man, a lot of his appearances so far is he comes in and then just dies, man. Like off, like and and a horrible death too. He off screen death on this one. Last time he just gets shot in the head. Like man, like let's get this guy some. Uh, I can't yeah, wait till he gets last into like appearance his... in our 1990 movie Goodfellas, where he was a very small role, where he he got oh. capped. Uh, and he's he's playing the stereotypical hacker. Like the mm-hmm. the way they talk about hacking into the computers and stuff. Oh God, it's so funny because it's like this is such an early '90s movie, and in that there was a moment early yeah. on in those like trucks where she's like, "Interactive CD-ROM, this mm. is so cool! You just tap the screen and it takes you where you want." And it's like, <laughs> "Whoa, that's I mean, so that- '90s." That's the thing is that, like, these dinosaurs, though, like, the film, like, in everything, like, this stands up to today's standards, like, crazy well. Like, uh, like, the new, like, people prefer these dinosaurs over, like, the Jurassic World dinosaurs. Like, with the uber technology we have today, like, people still prefer these ones because, like, they used practical Practical. stuff. Like, they were there, real lighting. Like, and, like, you know, you see the T-Rex 
you know, in the rain, like stomping little like splashes of water come up. Like it's little mm-hmm. simple things that like just tie it all in. Like you know it's fake, obviously. It's a dinosaur. But like, I don't know. I think whenever it's all CGI, I'm like, that's way more fake than this fake real thing. Uh right. I don't know. No, so I, I can see I can yeah. see where you're coming from for sure, you know, like when you're when you're watching Game of Thrones early, uh, like when the dinosaur, uh, dinosaurs, dragons are real, real little mm. uh, and the behind the scenes, it's a fucking tennis ball, you know, but like uh, <laughs> you see it CGI'd on there. But uh, now, nah, you know, the visual effects of this like are incredible. And, you know, as Star Wars fans, you know, like we obviously have uh, I have a lot of Star Wars knowledge, so I'll always parallel anything I can to uh, to whatever we're talking to Star Wars. But uh this this very movie is what what George Lucas needed to watch for him to realize, oh, I can make the prequel trilogy. Um, he he watched mm. Jurassic Park, by, directed by Steven Spielberg, and went, ah, okay, I got this now. Um, just because you know he he eventually evolved special effects and visual effects even further with mm. that, but not without the groundwork laid by Jurassic Park. So, uh. Like it deserves a lot of credit from Star Wars fans, to be sure. Mm. Um, it's I just even, an incredible movie. I didn't even think about that. Like this, this probably bred a lot of really, really insane movies. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, '99 comes The Matrix, which is like another crazy visual effects movie that that stunned everybody. And like I, you know, without this movie, because this is this is another movie like in theaters. If you're watching this in '93, you're like, "What the fuck am I seeing?" Like, whole oh, like that that real that would be insane. Like to actually be in '93, like in a theater, experiencing that. Um, but man, like th- this, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like every time I hear like my parents talk about it or everything. They they speak about it as if it was like a Star Wars, you know, like a thing that was just like just mind-blowing to to like watch um, well it's it's one of those things you know like i think to the the promotion for for star wars and the promotion for like superman the movie the like do you will make you believe a man can fly you know like the job of this movie was to make you believe that dinosaurs were there and like mm-hmm. that's a lot harder than making me believe a man can fly you know what i'm saying and the <laughs> fact that you know it, it comes 15 years later and certainly you needed that time but uh like those look real as fuck. Like, uh, and I know like a weird, a weird comparison because aliens is aliens, not dinosaurs. Mm. Uh, but like aliens did a pretty good job with their mm. aliens, but nothing to the level that Jurassic park does here with the dinosaurs. Mm. Um, and I think it's just, it's just wildly, wildly impressive. Okay. Mm. My turn. So, <laughs> but one thing I kind of wanted, like, um, one of you guys said it about, I think it was Colton when he said, like, when the T-Rex came down, the um water splashed up. One thing mm-hmm. I liked, because I watched Jurassic Park, like, so many times, like, played the Lego games of it. I bought Evolution mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Like, I love Jurassic Park. And even, like, the way the sound effects for each dinosaur was, like, made. Like, how they made the T-Rex noise, you know, like, using so many different animals. And the main sound you hear is a baby elephant that made a weird noise. And it was like, oh, that sounds cool. We have to use that. Like, the first roar you hear is a baby elephant. But it sounds so 
so iconic. Just the way that it sounds. And I kind of think the T-Rex, like, of course, if you hear a lightsaber go off, you know that's Star Wars. Like, if you just listen, you're like, okay, that's Star Wars. If you hear Godzilla roar, that's Godzilla. I think the T-Rex roar is as iconic as that. Like, you mm. know what that's from. Oh. I think you're on point with that. Mm -hmm. The sound, the sound design in this movie is fucking incredible. Uh, and Mm -hmm. something that probably doesn't get uh, nearly enough credit. Like there's a specific moment where I'm like, gosh, that, that noise they created that it was the Raptor calling to the other Mm -hmm. Raptor in the, in the kitchen where it's like, Mm -hmm. -er, 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 and it's like, (laughs) yeah, like, it's like, Oh damn. Like, and the the way they planted those seeds, like the Raptors are incredibly smart. They, they learn, they like, they're actively getting smarter and smarter. They, they'll probably know how to open these doors. (laughs) Unless they learn how to open doors. Next frame. (laughs) Open door. Yeah. Like, uh, whenever, you know, they told them, like giving him the lesson when you're looking at, you know, he's scaring the kid to death, you know, at the very beginning of the movies. Like if you're looking at one of them, that's when they get you. That's when they come and attack you from the sides, you know. And we then, see that play out later on. Small girl. Yeah, like. And <laughs> I really, yeah, like, like, damn. I remember I was in high school and we was talking, about, no, we was talking about something. It was 2005. I think it was elementary school then. And we was, that's when Jurassic, <laughs> yeah, that's when um King Kong came out you know, 2005. Yes. And we yeah. was talking about, like, how the dinosaurs look compared to Jurassic Park. And me and my friends was like, oh, no, but Jurassic Park dinosaurs are just sexy. Like, they're actually sexy. They are attractive-looking dinosaurs. They're good-looking dinosaurs. Good-looking. And yeah. honestly, I think the most beautiful dinosaur in this movie is the Brachiosaurus. It's so... Oh, 100%. Like, the, the color grading of, like, the brown, like, the warm tone, mm. the warm tones in this movie is so so like nice and also the sound effect of this being like what was it like mm, like that yeah just like a little i just love it it's so beautiful oh and i i loved i like that's when the movie really like elevates for me is the first time and i think for most people is the first time you see that brachiosaurus mm-hmm. the 30 or 40 foot neck and uh you know they they ride up and Grant's like he like sits up and he, he he's in disbelief and Laura Dern is over here amazed by a fucking f- like leaf. leaf that's way too big. She's like, "Holy shit, this is way too big. This has been extinct for several years. What the fuck are we getting? What? Oh shit! Like you don't even know the half of it, honey. Like look, at- <laughs> like my grandmother said because she always t- um she took my mom and my um aunt to go see it. She said she always says anytime we watch the movie when you see. The Brachiosaurus for the first time. It's like my movie theaters went fucking wild when we saw that because we never seen like so many people was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that had to be real. Like that's that's an island mm. somewhere with dinosaurs because this the way it looked. Like they just say it was so oh, pretty. I, and- and the gravity of that moment that they create with the score through John mm-hmm. Williams and like, you know, there's a lot of moments in this movie that are really just greatly enhanced by that Jurassic Park theme that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Like, I just love like and also I love like how they use the theme. Like, it's always same, but they might take like certain instruments out because when the Brachiosaurus mm. is coming out. And you just see it goes up. It's just so slow. It is like, like I just like, oh no, I'm yeah. about to cry. 
Like this is so pretty. Yeah, dude, it's it's yeah, so so pretty. His knees got weak when he heard that there was a T Rex. He said, "Say again, <laughs> T Rex is." Oh, he couldn't even stand up what anymore. What I love you know, like... about this movie, too, is that they don't shy away at all from our protagonists being the biggest fucking nerds alive. <laughs> like, that's the nerdiest shit yeah. I've ever seen, and it's so cute. Nah, they're bringing out their inner ch- child. That's, like, the whole, like, I don't know. That's what I got out of watching it this time, is, like, this park allowed them to bring out, like, their inner child. And, like, that was... That was Hammond's, like, main focus. It was for the kids, you know. He had the right intention and mm-hmm. heart, you know. He didn't want this to be anything else. You know, he wanted it to be for the kids. That, that's you know, and they tried their him. best, you know, with the mm-hmm. not not being able to breed in the wild. But, you know, life finds and, a way. He called it. And, Chaos theory, well, man. There it is. Have mm-hmm. Both of you have watched Jurassic World, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Vaguely rem- so, I don't, no, I don't know if I... One thing I'm going to say about Dr- it. Um, that I, moment. I, oh, what you gonna say, Colton? Which is? Oh no, go ahead. I was just like, okay. <laughs> so, first, I I, I like the movie. It was actually, I think it was actually pretty good. But the moment when the Insidious child, because <laughs> I can't remember his name. I don't remember he played Insidious. Mm. When he opened up the balcony doors to the hotel, and you said the dun dun, like as it went over, there was no dinosaurs, but just hearing the score. And saying like this is what John Hammond wanted, like just yeah. to see it was like I remember it was right after my brother's graduation, and I was like it just tugged at my heart. I wanted to pass out. Like I was like, oh my god, this is my Toby McGuire, Peter Parker moment in No Way Home. Just to see the the park, right. just to see it is working. And oh yeah, it's up, it's running, and it's mm-hmm. it's it was like it's frankly. A fantastic idea, like in terms of like innovation for science and like discovery and like it is on paper incredible and like an amazing experience. But, you know, as dinosaurs and humans haven't existed in the same place in hundreds of thousands of years and they've been very suddenly thrown and thrown back into the game together. And like, well, there's only one yeah. dominant species. Like, there's only one well, Jurassic, on the planet at a time. I always made this joke about Jurassic World. It's like everything was fine till you had to make a, a Caucasian dinosaur. But you know, go ahead. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> go ahead. That's why I like it when the new part director, Monty Masrani, whatever his name is in Jurassic World, he was like, "It's white." You didn't tell me it was white, and I loved, I loved, mm. I loved that so much. You didn't tell me it was white. He said, "You didn't tell me it was white." but yeah man such a like the uh the dinner table like conversation that they had you know like the lawyers like we're gonna make so much money we could charge two thousand ten thousand a day and they pay for anything you know we'll do a coupon day it's like ah okay and i love this is another thing this is another thing that prevails through steven spielberg's work this is our mayor Mm. in this movie mayor mayor from jaws Mm mm-hmm uh, who is doesn't care about the danger as long as we can bring in the money, and that's always kind of a a driving force behind the the general antagonistic idea of Steven Spielberg's movies. Because obviously, you know, you're fighting you're fighting dinosaurs. That's the bad guy here. You're trying to you're trying to escape here. Uh, but they were just put there. They didn't. They were just put. There. They're just doing their thing. You mm-hmm. know, and they make that clear in the movie. It's what too. they do. <laughs> it's what they do. Uh, 
and I, I, I really, really enjoy just the overall approach to this movie. Like, it's not, I don't think there's anything poorly handled, which mm. is really interesting, you know, in terms of, I love the way they kind of worship life in mm. general. Like, it's not just, uh, you know, they're obviously the kid's going to be like, that's a fucking monster, you know, and Grant's mm. got to be like, no, it's not a monster. They're just, they're doing what they're, what they're okay. supposed to do, you know? And uh, mm. so a three day part I, ticket is $550. So just wanted to look that up. Three day park tickets are $550 a, a day? No, just a three day park ticket. But they don't uh, cover the the ferry, the airplane, the hotel, <laughs> and and it's 1993. Damn, that's steep. Yeah, I just that's, thought about that's that. Steep. Damn, that's a lot. Of that's money. a lot amount. That's you know how much ass you would have to sell. I mean, <laughs> I guess you are seeing a literal dinosaur, though. I mean, like, okay, there is a point where, like. It should be like a free thing, you know. It should be like one time you everyone gets to see a dinosaur, you know. What? But the when you want to come back, you could pay for a ticket. I'd say, you know, if you want to come back for seconds, you could pay for a ticket. I'd say that'd be the like the fairest way because like yeah. these people like crazy scientific discovery, like they deserve some money for this or like something. Oh, you sir, know? They like, do. It's insane. But but like yeah. I don't know the whenever they got off the ride and they were like. Oh yeah, they're all female. They can't breed anyways. He's like, oh well, there it is. And they're like, there it is. You know, they, you know, like they. He's like, there's your problem right there. They're gonna life will find a way. They will find a way to breed. You know. And then he's like, there's your problem right there, and you haven't even realized it. And they're just like, okay. And they just went right back to like what they were doing. You know, and like just so many things that it's like science can just seem so great all the time, and like you just it it's hard to stop and ask, should we? You know, like that is, it's hard to, like, it's easy to do it after the fact, you know, after you've made all these discoveries and see the dangers of them. But like in the moment, whenever you're like discovery after discovery, like groundbreaking stuff, you're not, you're not going to be like, should we do this? You know, like, you're just going to be like, oh my God, my name, you know, I'm going to be the greatest scientist of all time, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, it's such like a, just a double-edged sword. Like no matter, like, oh, it's just. I don't know I love this conversation like that they had like at the dinner table and just I mean throughout oh, the whole movie and the setting of it. What the fuck are we doing in an in an all black room with projectors <laughs> as walls? Dude was all about the theatrics. He had a ride. You know, he he had his cards. He was playing with himself on the in like the the screen, you know, he like uh, for the like prick of blood or whatever and he took him on a whole ride and they're like, "Nah, we're getting off of this thing. We got to go see our like this is our people right here this is what we want to see they're like no more of this phony ride but yeah that that theater dinner room was insane first of all that food did not look interesting but (laughs) like i was like oh hell no what is this now y'all eating the dinosaurs but Mm. question so this the only time we will ever talk about jurassic park on a part i just want to know before before i say what i'm about to say I mean, probably any thoughts you have on Jurassic Park should be aired out here. Okay, uh, so like, like, I wouldn't plan on like any sort of series where we cover the entirety of the. Franchise. Okay, I just wanted to know: Don't they kind of retcon the whole like asexual breeding in the second one? I just mm-hmm. because there was a male T Rex and a female one going for the baby in the second one. And I, see, oh. I I am not the 
ripest source of knowledge for the Jurassic Park universe. I've watched the other movies one time when I was very young. This is the only t- the only one I've seen many oh, times. Oh, then I'm just going to talk about uh, just Jurassic Park because I I know everything. I watched the Netflix TV show. I know everything about. Yeah, you're like you're like I got. Hey, and if you can shed some light on some shit that me and Joe simply cannot. Yeah, then, I was gonna uh, guess I'll... like uh, from the second one, I would like assume like the the eggs that we saw hatched. You know, like those would be the 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 I don't know, like well, a new. That's like the new. Well, the first real born dinosaurs, you know, and then from them stems every See, other. See, it can't though. That's Isla Sorna. This is is no no. The, site B was Isla Sorna. This is Isla Nublar. So I'm like, this is two different uh, islands. You just spoke. Oh, I those were island names. Okay, yeah. there that clears it up. I I was he lost said. there for. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Um, you guys seen that video of LeBron James talking to his teammate about some random, some crazy basketball shit, and he's just like, "I have no, no idea." He said, "Those are island that. names." Okay, yeah. wow. Okay, my bad. Um, because um, I was just like super like confused on like that whole part. That's being like, "Oh, they are like breeding because you know frogs and da da da." But you know, like before, um, they kind of released it was like two months ago or something like that it got millions of views where they actually released how the mosquito got in the amber like what happened and it, and it oh. actually shows it it showed like what happened and it's going to be in the movie and it was something like it was a gigantosaurus fighting a t-rex with feathers could have done so it actually had feathers back then mm-hmm. and the t-rex yeah. died and you see the mosquito just zip, go to a brachiosaurus zip stegosaurus zip and went on a tree, and it was like, ah, oh, shit, now I'm stuck. <laughs> now I'm dead. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> hmm. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, too knowledgeable on Jurassic I was, Park. No, I was uh, going to bring that up, like, because we, like, just recently discovered that dinosaurs had feathers, like, uh, ju- like a couple years yeah. ago. And that, like, changes, like, all of these movies, you know. But, like, <laughs> we're not going to change the iconic, like, I don't, how can you the do fact it, you that, know? frankly, we don't even fucking know that that's what they looked like. It's just like we can gather, idea. yeah, like from, we know what their our... bones look like, yeah, like yeah, like the... all all that comes around that. We're just making our best guess, like like the whole um. Have do y'all are y'all familiar with the Spinosaurus? Yes. Okay, so like the one that has like the fin on the back. Mm-hmm. The, okay. See, like, Jurassic Park, like, in any other, like, media that shows the Spinosaurus, like, we don't know if that actually looks like what it looks like, because that's never been a complete skeleton of it. Like, the whole Triceratops, right, we don't yeah. even know if the Triceratops was even a dinosaur, could he believe the Triceratops is, like, an underdeveloped, um, like, it was, like, a baby version of another three-horn. Like, they say, oh, maybe the Triceratops wasn't its own species, it was just a baby. It was just, mm. Yeah. That's what happened. We should be fucking insane if Triceratopses were babies. There's, you fucking kidding yeah. me? There's also those, a theory that those they're fucking huge. <laughs> the reason they have little legs and like their two front legs is because the real big two legs they had up top were wings. Like and they were massive. And the reason that they're just not in found in like archaeological like digs is because like they just go away easier somehow. I don't know if they, maybe they weren't scared. Like, I don't know how that works, but that'd be dope if like T-Rexes were actually dragons. And then that's like <laughs> why dragons are such a huge part of like 
Chinese and Japanese culture, and like it doesn't make sense. Mythologies but then, like, and stuff, like you know, it, like, I mean, there's there's always something, there's always something, you know. And I think that like uh, dinosaurs, uh, in specific, and like there's just a lot we don't know, and we have a great fascination with stuff we don't know a lot about. Uh, mm. Like the fact that we don't even know what the fuck going on in our ocean completely. How the fuck could we ever figure out everything about a species that died millions of years ago? 45 million years, dude. 65. They were chilling, walking around on Earth. Yep. And now we're here. The Mesozoic era was crazy. The Mesozoic era. Bro, that Cretaceous period? That went brain. <laughs> so the Cretaceous period? Yo, that COVID period, though? I <laughs> can forget about that one. Yeah, we can forget. Like, I feel so bad. Like, the dinosaurs are just, you know, minding their business. It's like, yeah, I'm about to bite the shit out you. Oh, what's that bright thing? What's that? Oh, it's coming down. It's getting warm, It's getting kind of toasty. It's kind of warm over here. It's a UFO. (laughs) Aliens wipe them out. The aliens are humans. (laughs) We're here to stay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, But uh, sorry. My bad. Oh no, go ahead. Go I ahead. would say it's it. so funny how dramatically you know, for movie for movies, of course, but how dramatically oversized the Velociraptor is. And I'm so happy they kind of nod to like the real size of it. Cause the kid called it a turkey. Cause it was like it wasn't that yeah. big. <laughs> still a mean fighting machine though. Like yeah. uh, I still don't think humans stand much of a chance against that. I thing. still wouldn't fuck yeah. with a yeah, like I don't know what do you what what do you do? Like it, you're not gonna outrun it, you're not gonna outfight it. At what do that you do? Point, at that point, you just smart you girl. Die. You say smart girl. You know, you just know you're dead, and you have to make a joke. You know that those were uh, little Timmy, poor little Timmy, man. These kids, these kids went through hell, this man. Oh, this and is like, the most traumatic day man. of one's life. I was like, oh my god, like I don't know, I didn't noticed that before but like they it was just one thing after the other and like whenever timmy like gets electrocuted you know and flies off the fence and and then he wakes up to complete the joke to he still says three three, bro dedication that that little boy has (laughs) like dude came back to life to finish i'm amazed that like in a movie that is so ripe with tension at so many fucking points with monstrous dinosaurs about to bear down on human life. One of the most intense scenes of the movie is someone turning on electricity. Um, mm, that's fair. because it is because it's paralleled with Timmy on an electrical fence. And it's like, mm. you like there's already so much happening here. And you're mm. going to go ahead and ramp the tensity up. Mm. Of course, she doesn't know what she's doing, you know. This... No, yeah. yeah. No like, and that's what's funny. She celebrates after this kid could be <laughs> potentially dying and stuff. And, like, she has no idea. It's just fucking little Timmy, man. Come on. Just go ahead and jump for me, man. Of course, Don't it was the last me. one, too. You know? Like, it had to be. Yeah. It had to be the last button. Yeah. And he had to be counting down at the exact same time. One. Three buttons left. Oh, two. like <laughs> <laughs> I just love oh. the iconic line that no one really talks about is when he... When he's like, so we're back in the car again. He says, hmm, at least you're out of the tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like I would tell, like, my granddad is never babysitting me and my sister ever again. Like, we 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 got stomped on, shitted on. She got sneezed on. <laughs> like, this is, 
just fought. No, yeah. Uh, Grandpa needs to stay yeah, out of his, our lives. His dementia big um, acting up. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> Man, these these I didn't kids even went see him the it. whole fucking time. <laughs> Man, and like, oh, like you have this beautiful moment. You have like the vegetarian, and then the veg, you know, the herbivore dinosaur, and like, oh, yeah. they're gonna, she's gonna touch him for the first time, and then just, it's just, just sneeze. Like, oh, like what the heck, man? What was that for? Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like they just kept. Man, these kids. I don't know. I just feel bad for them. Like every moment, man. I have like a really funny like thing about okay. So, you remember in the movie when, uh, what's her name? Les? Les or Tess? Les. Lex. Lex. Yeah. When she says, are those, um, they not meat eating, um, metasauruses? I remember yeah, I showed yeah. my sister. I said, what dinosaur is this? It's a brachiosaurus, of course. But she doesn't say that. She said, those the, um, those the long necosauruses, right? <laughs> the long necosauruses. What? Mm. Yeah, we had the veggie saurus and the the meat metasaurus. Meat uh, <laughs> No, yeah, fantastic. I got like there's a bunch of quotes in this movie too that are just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to a couple Doctor Malcolm ones from that conversation at the dinner table because there's there's just a few great ones. Um, I'll I'll tell you the problem with the the scientific power that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. Uh, you read what others had done, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even know it, you had you had it patented, packaged it, and slapped it on plastic lunchboxes. And now you're selling it. You're selling it. Uh, that whole thing is fucking fantastic. Humbled him and then real the- quick. <laughs> like, put Hammond on blast right there. Like, dude was like. His whole dream is out in front of him, and he's finally showing it to these people, and they're just coming in, like, and he's like, oh, yeah, these people will, will sign off on, on my dream for sure. And then they just, boom, I'm going like, to shit dude. all over you. <laughs> like, they're oh. like, dude, yeah, because we know so much, we know what the dangers are yeah. here. Uh, and I love that. He's like, well, how about if I were to uh, revive an island of condors? Nobody would play. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. You know, oh, hold on. This isn't some species that was obliterated by deforestation or building of a dam. They had their shot. Nature selected them for extinction. Like, just those, these experience, like, and then the discovery. What's so great about discovery? It's violent, penetrative Mm. act that scars what it explores. What you call discovery, I call the rape of the natural world. Like, that's just such a strong sentiment. But it's one that makes you really appreciate uh, Malcolm's character. Just, Mm. like, as a whole, like, him being, like, no, I just absolutely cannot stand for what you're doing here uh, because the natural world is beautiful and this isn't natural. Um, I like how Lego Jurassic Park made fun of Lex in a video game because she screams so much in a movie that her power <laughs> in the Lego games is to scream loud enough to break glass. Literally. That's, that's awesome. so funny. That's, that's, awesome. that's so funny. <laughs> No, yeah, it's funny because there are scenes where, like, the dinosaurs are screeching and, you know, the kids are screaming, but I don't know which is which. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't tell you who's screeching Did y'all notice that, like, the Velociraptor kind of mocked her when she screamed at it after she went from the bone? She said, like, she was like, ah, and it said, ah. Like, it's, it was the same <laughs> oh, yeah. exact shit. It is, like... Like we are just they're smart them. creatures. Like every time they're on screen, it's just like, damn, those things are smart. Like yeah. Yeah. they just learn quick. Obviously, like, they wasn't smart enough know. to not see that big ass T Rex has come through that hole. <laughs> like, mm. like, 
Yeah, or how they not hear that coming? You know, <laughs> they're very, very loud, stompy creatures. You know, in no, there's, the... there's several occasions of like, oh, you didn't see that. Uh, for example, uh, when they're in the helicopter flying towards the island, Hammond, like with surprise, goes, "There oh, it is! Here's it's a the fucking island. giant island they've been flying towards for miles, oh, but they're right in front of it." I just saw the. The only thing we could see for miles. I, Yo, and I then, like, just saw it. In, in the car when they're riding along and then they stop in the middle of an open field and all of a sudden there's a bunch of dinosaurs they hadn't seen before. There there are several instances where it's like, oh, okay, sure, you didn't mm. see that. that uh, it, yeah. But regardless, it lends to a more enjoyable experience. And I think you can write those off to like, they weren't looking for it because why would it be there? And, and I don't know. But yeah. just imagine... If on the engine helicopter, instead of Dr. Grant, there was a Karen because he couldn't buckle up his seatbelt. Like she <laughs> would have made a fit. Like that. Mm. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, I was wondering why they like it was such a weird thing to include, you know, <laughs> like uh they really focused on it, like for some like uh and then he just he just had to like, you know what, I, I'm defeated, but I, I don't want to look defeated, so I'll do the smart thing and tie it and I will yeah, look I like think, a mega genius, you know, but like Yeah, I think it's sort of like a like just it's kind of indicating to us early on the sort of maybe uh tension building that they're gonna try to do throughout the film, and it's also kind of indicating Grant's uh while he's not the like the sharpest mm. tool in the box He's resourceful and he'll he'll, man, uh, he'll oh, manage. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Uh, he'll manage, and I it's like it's like he'll get by. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sort of the sentiment. It's not like he won't fly. He won't get by with flying colors or anything. But he'll uh, like. Can we just he'll do talk all right. about how satisfying every fucking object in the movie looked? Like I wanted to hold the goggles. I wanted to hold the flashlight, the walkie-talkie, mm. the buildings, the way the jeep looked. I want to ride in those yeah, cars. So it was for the kids, man. So they knew, fine. like, and, oh, what was that? Something happened, and then immediately they followed it up with all the merchandise, like the lunch boxes, the stuffed animals, the plates, yeah. the mm-hmm. everything. Like, uh, oh, I forgot what happened right before it, but it was, like, just direct, like, uh, Oh, it was when it was when um, or whatever um, the, yeah, whatever the, the T Rex ate the Gallimimuses, right? And then it cut to the T Rex stuffed animal. I think I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like just brute brutal violence and then like ah, for the kids, you know, this is this is what it's for. It's for the yes It's all about yes, this. No, it's for the kids. Yeah. Like, and that whole yeah. scene where they drop the uh the cattle into the into the velociraptor oh, pit. Yeah. And was they're the, like uh, was the rope around the neck necessary? Like they were lifting it up, it couldn't move. They still had a rope tied around its neck, and a dude was like, "Hold!" Like, I don't know. It was really weird. That's all I was thinking during. No. I don't know. That's all I could think about, like during no. this whole thing. No, that shit sucks. <laughs> and it's like, well, but you gotta, you gotta feed your dinosaurs, you know. And how are you gonna do that? Uh, do you kind of think? Cause John Hammond was like an asshole in the books. Do you think like this? Cause he was like evil as fuck in the books, and um. I kind of feel like they played that with how he kind of interacted with his kids. Because he was like, Grandpa! Kids. Mm. Like, just mm. children. Yay. Like, it just... Why would you just say kids? Like, it just... I, I, yeah, weird. I don't know. That's interesting. He, well, it was like... They were saying, like... Or he was talking about what the whole point of it was. Like, nah, you're missing the point. 
what it what the park really is for, and then it, and then it, our target uh, audience. You'll get to spend some time yeah. with them. Kids, the target audience. Okay, it just it just comes off weird, like. Yeah. No, and he comes off weird the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think the problem is that it's interesting when you when you make a movie at a certain point in time and it becomes a classic. So we know John Hammond isn't like an absolutely evil bastard. But when the movie came out, they were probably going for an ambiguous like maybe this is his fault thing. Uh, and now, now we know for sure it's not because we've seen this movie so many times, but because it's so ambiguous there for a little bit, it feels weird. Uh, but and there are moments where you're like, is this dude a piece of shit? Mm. Like, and he, you know, ultimately if you're, if you're a Dr. Malcolm, yes, yes, he is a piece of shit. If you're, if you're more, more reasonable and less, less, more extreme in your, your values and beliefs, you might go, ah, he meant well. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. Uh, so, like, yes, he, I, in the movies, he has to be a piece of shit. And it's only because I'm, with my knowledge, I'm going to say this. So, in Lost World, in the beginning, he purposely took Ian Malcolm's girlfriend to go to Site B, knowing Ian Malcolm was going to follow her there because he kept trying to get him there. And right when mm-hmm. Ian Malcolm left out and the music started playing, he was counting like, like he knew what he was doing the whole time. He was manipulating him, and it was like so mm. evil. It was so evil. <laughs> and you know, I could, I could absolutely. I mean, he's he's a rich, he's a rich yeah. white man. This man, this man is, he's not the nicest. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that by any means. And I, I, I a greater knowledge of the movies probably does help you narrow in more on this on this character in specific. But um. Uh, I could definitely the the manipulativeness kind of bleeds through, you know, even in his abuse of the the system, like what he thought he was going to get away with, uh, you know, like he he stood on the shoulders of geniuses, took what other people did, and built on it, and was like, let's just go ahead and do it. He, uh, mm. uh, the way that he got three, he got a couple scientists who he knew were very passionate about dinosaurs. He was like, this will for sure get my shit done. Like he just wanted it quick at the beginning. The guy's like, we need to do inspections. And the guy goes, Hammond hates inspections. They just make things go slower. And it's like, he is a piece of shit in the general way he conducts business. Uh, but that's kind of par for the course in terms of the the sort of man he he's being portrayed as. I just noticed something. Did you get a new microphone? Uh, no, I, I added a few attachments Oh, okay, because you're not like this. Because I was wondering, something looks weird about this pod. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got a new mic. I got a little mic stand and, yeah. Okay, I got to get up with, with y'all Tony's, with y'all Tony stock technology because mine's <laughs> just over here on the side. Oh, hey, you could go with that Jurassic Park technology, get an interactive CD-ROM. Yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> mine, I got mine for like $19.99 on Amazon. Like uh, my whole thing, yeah. so no, so, but but yeah, this it. I don't know. I love the how the movie stands up so perfectly well, like visually and everything. But then it just falls behind on like every technological thing, like that they're wow at the time, like and whenever uh, Lex is hacking, you know, to get the locks oh my back God, on, and it's like an actual map. <laughs> like yeah. This is how computers work. You you fly through a three dimensional view of the computer, 
and you select you 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 just click on the file. That's it. You know that's how computers work. But like I don't know. At the time, that was probably like, damn, I've never seen a computer do that before. So that has to be how they work. You know, like legitimately, that like, has to be an incredibly advanced computer that's just filing shit like that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but man, it it doesn't take you out though. You know, it's like I like I don't care that they're saying all these. CD ROM, ooh, a touch screen, you know, like they're, yeah, you know, it's like, hilarious. who cares, you know, this is just like such, I don't know, it's such a fun movie, but like serious at the same time. And like, that's like a Spielberg. That's like what oh, I think, the, like, that's yeah. the mark of the Spielberg is just like, ultimately, it's going to be fun as fuck. It's going to be intense. Uh, and it's, it's, it's going to ramp up the, the tension at very, very many points. And, you know, we get that, we get that in all of his work, I think. Uh, but there's always a heartfelt, uh, heartwarming sort of sentiment that comes with it, I think. And I think we, it bleeds through in all his work. And, okay. I am sorry if I'm all over the place with my Jurassic Park knowledge. Because I have, like, no, you so much. Okay. I'm about to mind fuck you guys. <laughs> so, fuck. have any of you saw um, Fallen Kingdom? Yes, I saw that at a drive-in movie theater. Okay, that's beautiful. Uh, and it's not the <laughs> optimal experience for a first view. Well, you're not supposed to be movie. looking. You're supposed to be doing other shit. But um, and thus, isn't it kind of crazy? <laughs> isn't it kind of crazy how evolved Jurassic Park is getting to now, like cloning humans now? Because the little girl is a clone of the dead guy's daughter. And it's like, so are we yeah. evolving from dinosaurs? Like, Ian Malcolm is just like, oh, come on. Just like, mm. it's, it's I 100% just given the way franchising works mm-hmm. right now and universe building works right now, I'm going to be fucking shocked if in the next 20 years we don't have a Crichton verse where we have Westworld and Jurassic Park in the same. In the same universe, um, I could see it. I could legit, uh, but I, but this is like the only thing that holds it up is like uh, this is like the obvious like progression that like would happen before a Westworld, you know, like exactly. the parks where it would just be animals first. You know, you would let people hunt them if they would want to. Like you could just make tigers, whatever. Like after, but like I, I would see like dinosaurs would be like the first thing to show like what the technology could do. Like that would make sense. But then like all these movies happened and it showed the world how like shitty these things are but then like and then they're just so like yeah westworld cool but we've never seen like the uh the like outside perspective of like westworld we've only seen the people who are like in it and what they view it as but like just a normal person like i guess i don't know but it would be that it would be super cool if dinosaurs were the first you know like it, it just like it's all poetic, you know. It starts with the dinosaurs and then works its way up to humans eventually, and like, oh, past that robots, mm-hmm. like. Mm. Uh, but no, yeah, I think uh, now Michael Crichton's mind is definitely one for the uh, the the whole theme park thing that he had going on is hilarious to me. The fact that he was like, uh, "We'll do a robot robot theme park, and it'll be Western themed. It'll be awesome." But also, <laughs> I got a dinosaur park. I got that in my mind. I'm gonna go ahead and put it to the page. <laughs> like that's just. Yeah, maybe he's just a kid, and he, like, just wants these things so bad. He's like, maybe if I make them good enough movies and stuff, one rich motherfucker will just do it. 
and then we'll get it. <laughs> and that's what's crazy is that like we we've talked about this with like Terminator and all these other 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 movies where it's like there are actually people now who have the means to make things like this happen. And it's a damn shame that these movies exist because they will go ahead and make it happen and completely miss the point. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh which is we'll hilarious like, yeah we'll do it right this time you know we know all the mistakes that could happen from this movie and book we got it yeah we'll just yeah like um, well that's what's funny is like that's what's even funnier is that this movie is someone with that perspective ha- hammond has that perspective mm-hmm. you know like it's like hey i've seen all the research we can make this happen mm. and then we just do it you don't think about whether or not you should you just think of if you could uh, I could make a successful I... Jurassic Park, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. me. But another thing I wish they included from the books to the first movie, Jurassic Park, is the island of the um the 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 island of the five deaths. No, the islands of the five deaths. It's something like that. Because that's actually five islands with pre- prehistoric animals on them. And it's canon mm-hmm. with the TV show. Like they say, it's canon with Michael Creighton. Because that's one when it's like. Spinosaurus on one side, saber-toothed tiger. Like, they have so many, mm-hmm. so many. And it's, like, insane. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. D- oh. Duh. Like, it's just that, like, the Jurassic world is just the Jurassic period. Like, kind of. Could he got... But then you focus, yeah, like... could he got... I, okay, I guess. It's, like, all dinosaurs. Yeah, it's just really Mesozoic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I didn't even think, like, yeah, this is just, like, one park like you know like this is oh, just like, one in, of them. in westworld you know it's not just yeah. westworld there's shogun world and there's all this other stuff oh, like uh yeah and... you got glacier the... glacier park um you got too many multiverses going glacier on, park is like the ice <laughs> the ice ones and you have the water world which is like all the plesiosaurs and mosasaurs it's 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 a thing in the books like it's so many different things just a thought we have this multiverse kind of coming to fruition. We have Marvel's coming. What if, like, the real multiverse is coming into fruition? And it just so happens that, like, whenever it comes out in Hollywood, it lines up with the real multiverse opening up. So, yeah, you like, know, Transformers like, there's, there's fighting, the like, Brachiosaurus. Yeah, like, yeah. So, <laughs> so the world's about to go crazy. We're about to have everything ever in this universe. Like, the, <laughs> the real, real multiverse life. is going to open up. Yes. <laughs> okay. New, yeah. Well, Joseph, I'm going to Joseph, gonna write that head down head. in the Nipotent Saga and make that a thing. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. But guys, I I don't think I have a ton else to say on this movie in particular. I think uh, I think we might be able to take this to the rating and review section yes. of the pod. Uh, now, Aurora, you haven't been a part of of this this uh, this exact process yet. But uh, we got we got three ratings mm-hmm. uh, on a scale of five stars. We got uh, how much you enjoyed it, how much it how you know how much it just connected with you. You know this it's kind of evolved after we watched Dead Poet Society. It wasn't purely how much fun did we have watching the movie. It became just how emotionally connected to this movie are you? Enjoyment just overall there. And then uh, we also got like critically as a film out of five stars. Where uh, where are you sitting? And then we've got uh, it's out of five stars. How well did it fit its genre? And uh, 
we take the mean of those three numbers, and it becomes the rating out of five stars for this film. It'll be interesting because we'll all we'll all have to come to the agreement here. So uh, we'll start with enjoyment for for Jurassic Park as we as we usually okay. do. I think, I think it's this one's pretty easy here. Um, yeah, I think this is a five out of five. That's it, a five star film. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it touches, it gets, it pulls the heartstrings, it pulls the action strings, it pulls every string that you want. You know, when it movie. scratches the itches, mm-hmm. and uh, at a, a great story, and just we see dinosaurs too. Like, come on, what more? What more could you ask for? Um, yeah, not the, much. Yeah, this was just like I, I knew. Like, I, like watching this, like twenty minutes in, I'm like, all right, this is just—it's one of those movies, you know. It's just one of those. But it certainly is. I'm definitely with you. I don't think there, there's only a few movies that it's like, oh, undoubtedly, like this is on that level in terms of just how overall enjoyable the movie is, and the these movies that are catered to this audience, you know, where it's enjoyable for grown-ups but the target audience is kids. Mm. It always, it's always making for, for a fun watch as, as we've seen, I think our other five out of five enjoyments are like star Wars and Raiders of the lost Ark and stuff. Uh, yep. This is our sixth five out of five enjoyment movie. Uh, this makes number six. But yeah, it was mm. Godfather jaws, star Wars Raiders, dead poet society. And now, Jurassic Park. So Spielberg's three for three with the five out of five. Yes, enjoyment. he is. He uh, that's crazy. He is half, <clears throat> half <clears throat> of our enjoyment. Um, five out of fives. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, that's 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 certainly a testament to Spielberg's directorial style. Uh, but on to the next genre, and as far as a uh, action adventure. It says action adventure sci-fi on IMDb. I mean, in terms of in terms of action and adventure, this is this is pretty like we've we've argued that five out of fives in this in this specific category are genre defining. Mm. Uh, would you say this movie is a staple? Like, if you were watching action and adventure movies, you have to watch Jurassic Park. I'd say this is the only rating where it falls a little bit. Like, uh, because, like, critically, film, like, I know that that one's going to be pretty high, like, uh, for me at least. I think this right. is the only one where it falls, but, like, it is still, like, the thing is, is that it is an iconic film, though. And, like, what it did for the industry and, like, what it did for all that stuff, like, is that genre-defining, you know? Like, uh, the, the – Yeah, the, that's, more, that's more filmmaking. Yeah, so, so that's not really genre. part of that. And that's, that's why I was like, oh, maybe it does fall a little bit here uh, because it really well, you is – I think, I think to, like, if we're, we're looking at the action-adventure genre in specific, those elements of the film, uh, I, think it, I think it's on par – with uh with uh like with his other movies with Raiders and Jaws it's like right it's right about there anyway uh i think uh the story here ultimately becomes more fulfilling while the action in the other movies more does it for me mm. uh 
Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Aurora, where are you at mm. in terms of where you think this is in terms of an action adventure film? Mm. Okay, question. Is this like a one to five thing too? Or is it? Yes. You're like five, you're like 4.5, 4. 5, 4.5. I would you know, give you it. You can break it down. I would give it a four. I would give it a four because it's, it does have action adventure, but it, I feel like every, like the adventure part is kind of, um, <clears throat> It was like really closed in, like it was it was watched. I don't I, I don't know how to say it. It just felt like you didn't really get a lot of adventure. Everything was pre- placed for like a reason, which most movies are, but it doesn't feel like they was really going out. Everything felt controlled, right? Like when I think when I think of Jaws and Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, those are adventure yes. movies. Mm. Uh, this is the action yes. part of that. Um, and uh, so it is interesting, and I think I think four I think four might be might be a little a little low. I think I might I might give it a little. I was thinking f- like four would be the absolute lowest that I would go. Uh, Wait, so isn't like, it one is the like, best or five is the best? Five is five the best. Yeah, five. But is we best. we break it down to like a. We've I'd done like, so many movies now that we 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 kind of have a general feel for where a four point two five is in comparison to other movies. So like. Me and Joe kind of like, and four point two five is about where I was thinking. Yeah, four point two five. Yeah, and like the the thing is like this movie, it doesn't really like focus on the action and the. It's not like the the point of the movie is the story and like the 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 character development. Like that's like the real focal point of the movie. Like it's just the action and the adventure is kind of just like a byproduct that just so happens that comes with this great story, you know? So like, it's not, I don't know. It's not like the focus of the movie. So like, it's, we're dinging it a little bit, but like they weren't going for this, you know? Like, so it's like a little low rating, but like still, I would say it's the closest to genre defining that you can get without getting there. I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Cause like, I, I'd say that, that was like the problem for me is I was like, I don't, I don't think this is a genre defining film. Mm. Uh, uh, and that ultimately, you know, it, it can't be a five if that's the case, but uh, yeah. So that's fair. The four to 4.25 range. Mm-hmm. Now as a film. Wow. Um, now uh, let's uh go, go through some that you estimate will be in the range for uh for Aurora here just to give her a little bit of a reference for what so what we usually view films as. Last month was a very very highly um like critically great month. We had My Neighbor Totoro 4.9, Dead Poets Society 4.9, Goodfellas 4.85, Boys in the Hood 4.75. Um pretty well-made impactful movies. Get like those sort of scores. For example, Spaceballs was given a one as a film. Um, Scarface, a 3.5. Um, but more in this range. Um, Probably more in the range that we've stated yeah, like of last month. Jaws was a 4.8. Um, Godfather, another 4.8. Godfather Part 2, a 4.75. So that's that's where we are kind of up in, the, in this caliber, I would say. Um, was last month. And and those those movies, um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there. I think this is 
this is where those uh, filmmaking defining attributes really come into play for me. Like this, this changed the way movies were made and uh, it is an incredible story. And in a movie where it has so much action and adventure and stuff, like you said, it can feel like it's not, not the point of it. Mm. You know, it's just a byproduct of it, which is another plus sign for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty high on this movie. That's like, a good uh, way of thinking about it. If we have genre defining as five, if this is a film that defined the industry, you know, like that is what makes it a five. Like if this movie defined the industry, like that's why Star Wars five out of five film. That makes sense. It defined the industry. But like a My Neighbor Totoro, Dead Poet Society, that didn't really define the industry. But a four point nine, still a fantastic like film. Um, hmm. and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like a job, like a film that defined film in general, you know, like from that, from this point on movies were made differently like that. And I think that, I think it should certainly be considered, but I don't think it's mm. as hardcore a five out of five okay. guarantee. Fair. That's, that's true. Uh, See, yeah, I'm like, I wish it was like a 5.95 because it's like, mm. yes, you had like Star Wars and stuff that was done, you know, amazingly CGI. Like it was, it was done for his time, but Jurassic Park still has like an essence of feeling more real than any other CGI movie before like it has an essence or like a flavor to it It feels more real mm -hmm. it just it just feels like that and like when you watch like jurassic park it, well for me it's like i get like a like you know like a feeling it's like wow this movie i just haven't seen a film that you can you can really compare it to on its own like it could stand just by right. itself and yeah i like i like that view and for the like to be clear, uh, when I say like I don't know if it's a five, I like I'm I'm fairly certain it's a four point nine. Mm. Like like it's like I I, I <laughs> just because and and we've talked about how Star Wars like we evaluated a little unfairly. Uh, to to be certain, like that is uh, un undoubtable the most biased <laughs> rating we've ever given a movie. Fives across uh, the board, baby. I wish I was the only way we were gonna rank that. Movie, I wish though. I was there. I would so. like hold on, y'all not better do this. <laughs> it nah, yeah. okay a five film like it is star wars like as a film if we're like like technique wise that is a five but like the conversation that i think is more important is like the film like not the filming techniques and everything it's like the story how good the story was um the the actors the performances like that's that's what this rating is more more for yeah, more about um uh and you know if we're looking at that across the board the performance is fantastic like we've said sam neil laura dern jeff goldblum richard attenborough uh fantastic across the board uh the children's performances hard to get some great child actors and they did some pretty they did a pretty good job here i mean they played they played some pretty corny kids at points but like that was kind of the point um john williams score fantastic amazingly directed by steven spielberg uh the the writing is solid i wouldn't say it's like jaw dropping or anything but it's solid mm -hmm. um so like it's it's really high in, in in all those categories so like i'm i'm comfortable going in that 4.9 you think uh, it ties a dead poet society in my neighbor totoro or do you give it the edge 
in because, terms of like critically as mm-hmm, a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because I, think, I, I was like, if if we're gonna say it's any higher, it has to be like a four point nine five. You know, if it, point, if it's anything, you know. So like, I, I think a four point nine is fair, though. I think I'm I'm kind of sitting around there too. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm comfortable with that. Hmm. And uh, let's see what, what that uh. What that averages it out to, which is a four point seven two, um, so that is like Boys in the Hood is a four point seven five. Um, every other movie in the month of May was a four point nine two. Goodfellas, Dead Poets, My Neighbor Totoro. Um, let's see, it is above the Terminator. Terminator is a four point six. Um, it is. A little bit above Aliens. Aliens is a four point seven. Okay. So that 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 makes yeah. sense. Like I, I'd say, right yeah. of the Spielberg movies that we've watched so far, I would say this one's my favorite out of the Spielbergs. Um, right? Am I confusing again or no? No, Jaws. Those yep, I am. Yes, I am confusing him again. Sorry, um, but no, they are better than the Cameron movies. So yeah, they certainly, they're certainly better than Terminator and Aliens. Yeah. So uh, uh, absolutely. So yeah, I, I think that's. And I would also like, and I, I, I would personally, uh, I don't, I don't quite enjoy it as much as I did Jaws or Raiders, but nevertheless, I still fucking loved it. Mm. Uh, it's, it's an amazing movie and, uh, I've just got a, I've just got a, a deeper nostalgia for those, for those movies. You know what I'm saying? I do take that, but I would say Raiders is probably my favorite Spielberg movie that we watched so far. Now that I have the correct person in mind and movies in mind. Um, but of the Spielberg, now that I can say those ratings, um, and I have, oh, and I, I can undoubtedly yeah. say Raiders, like Jaws, Raiders, and Jurassic Park is the best big three any mm. any director could throw at me. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly pick a it's better. So fitting, like it just goes. It's four point nine three, four point eight three, four point seven two. Almost, a, you know, if it was four point seven three, that would just be like boom. Because you it's know just what? Like, Let's let's edit the numbers to make that happen. It, yeah, it, it just <laughs> it has to happen. Let's let's, let's rig the books. Um, let's see what I can do to make that happen. Um, won't need okay. much. Won't need much in the right. If we places. give it a four point nine three as a film, it becomes a four point seven three. Do we want to alter that number, or do we want to alter the genre number? Is what number are we comfortable altering here? The four point nine. I could give the Jurassic. I could give the the critically as a film a little yeah. bit of a bump. Okay, I could yeah. see that going up. Okay, I'm comfortable with that because now that puts it like above. Like I guess it's above Dead Poets and above My Neighbor Totoro now as a film critically. Um, and I think there's something to be said for that. I think uh, the reason Dead Poets and like Dead Poets in particular was more just about how amazingly written it was. Mm. Uh, I don't think the writing of Jurassic World or Jurassic Park touches the writing in Dead Poets Society. Mm. Uh, obviously, the filmmaking and the visual effects is a whole other fucking game because it's a whole other type of movie. Uh, and then My Neighbor Totoro, talking about animated mm. movies is really, really interesting in comparison to all the live action movies we've had. And I think it was the fact that it was, A, an animated movie uh, from the late 80s. And 
also like a straight up children's movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the fact that it, it had me and kept me the entire time. And I like really, really cared about the characters. That's another thing here that is really important to me in terms of how I view a film. The like just how much I care about the characters. And I like, I really like these characters uh, to, to be sure. But I think the only one I'm really caring about is Laura Dern. Um, mm. Like I I don't I don't think this movie does like the most terrific job at getting you to uh like I, it's hard, it's hard. you know that's fair you know it's not like the uh, the aliens mother daughter duo that you have there that you like deeply care for and you're like oh my god I don't want them you know like I and that's what's interesting that's that. a perfect mm-hmm. that's a perfect example because I really really loved that duo. But Sam, Sam Neill, Grant with uh with these kids, like I love that, but not to the degree that I loved uh Ellen Ripley uh protecting protecting that uh what was her name? Ooh. Oh it was something it was something just ab- absolutely outlandish. Newt. Newt, thank you. Oh my god, that was Newt. gonna bug the crap out of me too. Thank you. Hmm. Nah, but yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was about this movie that's like, it's just not quite to those, because you said that, and it made me go, because like you laid out the, the the critical ratings we gave for Godfather and the critical ratings we gave for other movies, and like they weren't as high as Dead Poet Society and My Neighbor Totoro, and I was like, when you said those, I went in my head, what on earth made me go My Neighbor Totoro and Dead Poet Society were that fucking good, and that's what it was. Uh, was just how much it made me care. Mm. Uh, I really felt like this movie could have been bucked up on like the critical rating if it would have went with the ending that the book had, with like the government killing all of the dinosaurs on the island. Like you just know, like they drop that enzyme that just kills the shit out of all of them. Dang. Yeah, and see, like, that, that would have been like oh, oh. There's like a hearty, because then that helicopter sort of... ride would have been devastating because they probably would have been crying just imagine if, like, if dr grant is looking at the bird and the bird just goes <laughs> like i would have been like this ending is so fucked up oh my god yeah. no yeah and you know maybe Damn. maybe there is something to be said there you know because like uh there's just something that doesn't take it to the next step in my like you better not touch this motherfucker mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm. And I and there's some there's something to be said for the fact that maybe like I've just seen this movie, you know, so like I know they're okay and therefore I don't have to worry. Meanwhile, it was like my first time watching Aliens, so Ellen Ripley and Newt were a little were a newer mm. tandem to me. It's, it's like it's just interesting. All of these things must be considered, and that's why you know the rating system won't be seamless, but it it'll it'll get the job done pretty much every time. Uh, what year is this? Nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. 1993 i guess it makes sense because like with eleanor ripley like she she needed a daughter and the newt needed a mother so it was like just perfect like already and then like they were just so good this together just like laura dern's trying to get grant to warm up to the idea of kids and he's, he's exactly just he guy. starts hating kids so it's not like the heartwarming immediately that you get for the whole movie it's like an eventual heartwarming but then like it's the satisfaction you know, it's a different satisfaction. Uh, instead right. of it being the whole time, it's this buildup. Yeah. You know what would have like did it for me? 
and this is so fucked up, but if like Dr. Grant and Lex was just having a conversation while Timmy is just on his own and a velociraptor just kills the shit out of him. Like I would have been like, like, wait, killed Timmy Timmy. or him? Like he's just so fascinated. He's like, Dr. Grant, I see a. I thought you meant the doctor was going to die, but it's even more funny that you killed the kid. I think uh, here's my thing. If there's anyone in this movie who I'm like, I go ahead. Mm. Uh, I mean, besides like the obvious ones, the ones that did get eight. Uh, mm. Like if one had to go, I'm I'm throwing Timmy out. I mean, that you know? dude cheated death like eight times. Throw so. Timmy out. Or yeah. like if they would have killed his right, sister, then you would have seen him just lose all of his love for dinosaurs. Like that would have see that would have been too yeah. much. Uh, it's, it's like you know, Timmy. Mm. It's Timmy. There's a balance there, and I think uh, I think Timmy was the one. If anybody had to die, it is anyone been Timmy. else? Is anyone? <laughs> what a take! Is, what a is take! Is anyone else thinking about South Park as we keep saying Timmy? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But yeah, that's... what a take! How, I did not Timmy. think that that's how we end uh, the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park conversation. <laughs> if one had to go, yeah, it probably Timmy. Timmy. Probably be the smallest child in the movie. Um, No, this is ultimately. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I'm really glad we've covered it now, especially Mm. so close to like the the anniversary of its release. A day away tomorrow for uh, the 29th anniversary of the release of Jurassic Park. That's just that's just perfect. Couldn't think of a. Yep. Sandwiched here by uh in nineteen ninety three by Malcolm X and uh mm. a slew of movies in nineteen ninety four where uh might have might have quite the eventful week next week. Nineteen ninety four was a busy one for movies. Mm-hmm. Uh the Lion King. If I remember correctly, we had um the Lion King's in there, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, um Forrest Gump. Forrest mm-hmm. Gump, and then Jim Carrey, uh, and then Jim Carrey oh. went on a fucking run where he had the mask and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. So like, damn, like 1994 went crazy. So we might just have to have like a seven, seven days the entire week, seven movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I put in a request for a movie for 2005? Ooh, what it's is a it? comedy movie. And I don't like comedies, but this is the best one ever. I don't care what nobody say. It has to be the movie Taxi. Taxi. With Queen Latifah okay. and Jimmy Fallon. That movie. I'm, te- I'm telling you, you will love it. I'm telling you. This, this says it came out in 2004. 2004 then. Mm. Yeah. And that, we what currently, is, what is, The Notebook right now. Okay, so it's it's subject to change. That's certainly one that can be subject to change. Um, Either if it's 2004 or 2005. 2005 is also V for Vendetta, which is also kind of one that was kind of just thrown in there. Okay, so. good. So I guess we're not doing a Fantastic but, Four in 2005 then. No, Thank no. You. We've, we've excluded the Marvel, mm-hmm. Marvel and Star Wars movies except for the first Star Okay, Wars then. Movie. I can get behind that. And... Oh, sorry. Yeah, we still on the, the pod. I'm thinking. We... <laughs> oh yeah, we're still doing Jurassic Park here. Uh, I, I'm okay with like a little bit of uh, on air planning. You know, I think uh, ev- I think people can appreciate that from us. I'm thinking we already said um, 
that whole ending. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, here, I'll, I'll go ahead and sign off and we can continue to okay. discuss here. Uh, but yeah, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. It was our, we continued our 52 year journey through film. I was Colton Robertson joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And Aurora Carter, thank you so much for joining us for the first time and hopefully not the last time on our 52 year journey. Definitely not the last time. I mean, y'all need a little feminine input, even though it's still a Sasha's party, but still. (laughs) Of course, of course, of course we do. But, uh, you know, never, nevertheless, uh, if you were fucking with this, go check out all of our other shit. Uh, we've covered a whole bunch of stuff over the course of what is probably now over 200 episodes. Um, if you would head to patreon.com slash Coro bloom, where you'll find well over 22 hours of exclusive content up in that updating that multiple times a week, some artwork over there, exclusive, uh, discussions amongst us and uh many other of the co-hosts um a lot of fun over there follow on twitter at penny bloom pod where you'll get the updates for what movie is coming next uh as far as this 52 year journey is concerned and uh this next week will be an important one because we've got several options and we're not entirely sure which ones specifically we'll cover we're going to try and get them all in but if we can't we can't so you'll find out there on twitter at penny bloom pod Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Shit, guys. Peace, love, and bloom. And bingo! Dino DNA! <laughs>